Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Settle for More podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Wright, and I have designed this space for you. Yeah, you, the woman who is ready, ready to walk out on her fears, step into her dreams and own her power by shifting her mindset from feeling not enough to taking action and to becoming more than enough whilst settling for more. So here is our thought upon which we will build our conversation today. I open my heart and my mind, heart and mind, to be aware that I am constantly setting standards for how others will see me and most importantly, how others will treat me. So I'll say that again, just for resonance. I open my heart and my mind to be aware that I am constantly setting the standards for how others will see me and how others will treat me. Self-leaders, I have an assignment for you beginning today. And I want you to do this assignment for the entire week. You know, when you come here, it's like a mini masterclass. It's not just a daily dose and you feel so inspired. Oh, you're so moved. And you go through and then tomorrow it's a new day. When you come here, what you get are skills that you can apply constantly. Because as you know, it really takes like 21 days to form a habit and 90 days for it to become a lifestyle. And so I have an assignment for you for this week. And I'm hoping that you will commit to doing this assignment because it will significantly change your life. Self-leaders, CEOs, as you move into the day and into the week, here is my challenge for you. Be aware of how you treat yourself. I'm going to sip. water today. Be aware of how you are treating yourself. As you shower or you take a bath, be aware of how you're handling your body. Are you gentle or are you rough? As you eat your meals today and throughout this week, be aware of how much time, energy, and attention you are giving to nurturing yourself. And I want to just pause here for a little bit because if we think about it, we're constantly on the go. So we hop into the shower and we're rough. You want to be done so quickly. We prepare a meal and we sit and we just want to devour that meal and move on to the next task. But this week we're going to move a little differently. We're going to move with intention and awareness because oftentimes we think that, you know, when we dress up, we put our makeup on, we get our hair and our nails done. You know, we we think that it stops there with how we're treating ourselves. And there's just a little bit more to it than dressing up, putting your makeup on, you know, dolling up, treating yourself is even bigger, more expansive than just the external, right? So are you taking the time 
that is required. You know, we spend so much time when we're trying to impress others or you're trying to love on others, right? We spend so much time in preparing the meal or preparing the space. But when it comes to ourselves, sometimes I find that we neglect to really take the time that is required to even get to know ourselves, to know our bodies, to know what we need, because we're constantly on the go. And we've been taught, we've been socialized, we've been trained how to treat others. And I think I got my lesson from my great grandmother. So that's my grandmother's mom. When growing up as kids and we're all playing in the yard and stuff, I think I've shared the story before and it was dinner time. My great grandmother would cook and sometimes we didn't have a lot, right? We didn't have a lot of salting, she would call it. And the salting is the meat. So we had a lot of ground provision because they were farmers, but we didn't have a lot of meat. So there's probably a tiny piece of meat to share for maybe 12 of us. I'm just grabbing a number, but I know it was a lot. But my great grandfather, who just sat there with his pipe, did, I didn't see him do nothing, to be honest with you, but sat there. My grandmother would, my great grandmother would share the meal and she would call us as kids. His meal was served first. He got all the meat and we got the gravy. And she would share the meal for everyone in the household. And then she would be the last person who would consume that meal. And so I think that that was my first lesson in how you treat yourself and how much we put ourselves last. We serve other people. We serve everyone else except ourselves. And so as you move through, I want you to start thinking about how are you treating yourself? Are you usually the last person to eat? Do you take care of everyone else and then yourself after? And who taught you this lesson? Is my question. Where did you learn this? Who was, you know, so inspirational or not inspirational in teaching you how to treat yourself? And is there an opportunity for you to unlearn these things and then decide how you treat yourself? Because you teach others how to treat you just by how you are treating yourself. So when it comes to self-nurturing, self-nurturing. Are you attentively conscious? Are you unconsciously rushed? Be aware of what you do to and for yourself because you self-leaders, you CEO will set the standards for others. Let's talk about the mental aspect of it. Be aware of how you handle your mind. When you talk to yourself, do you yell or do you scream? When you question yourself, are you accusing yourself? 
Do you allow yourself the pleasure of a complete thought or do you cut your thoughts off with judgment? Just be aware of how you think, what you think. You don't have to do anything about it this week. But what I want you to do is to create the level of awareness. You know, if you think about somebody that you really love or you really care for, you probably wouldn't yell, you probably wouldn't shout, you probably wouldn't scream, you probably would allow them to finish your statement. But yet when it comes to ourselves, we don't even take the time to listen to our thoughts. We judge ourselves so much. We judge ourselves for thinking that we deserve more. We judge ourselves for wanting more. We judge ourselves for doing more. We judge ourselves for having more. And that is something that I am working to unlearn. I used to be so shy about sharing anything that I have that I think others don't have. And my reason for sharing or wanting to share is not to brag. Maybe it's just a part of something else that I'm sharing. But I used to judge myself for wanting to share that or if that was shared or when I was taking pictures, I would make sure that, you know, I wasn't showing if I had certain brands. No, I don't care. I just do what I do. Right. Because if I can, then so can you. But I would be so conscious in the past. I didn't want others to feel as though I was bragging or boasting. Well, I believe that I deserve these things. Right. I've earned these things. I work hard for these things. Right. And so now I'm not shy about it anymore. I don't brag and say, oh, look, look at this and look at that. And but I share. I share because I am from very humble beginnings. I share because if I can, then so can you. I share because I know what it's like not to have. I know what it's like to only have one pair of jeans, one. And I would wash that pair of jeans and put it behind the refrigerator for it to dry. Because if the sun went down and it wasn't dried and I needed it to go out the next day, Back home, we had the refrigerator that heated. So I would wash my jeans and put it behind the refrigerator to dry. And if that wasn't sufficient, then I would iron it. I know what it is to have a safety pin on my shoe when the buckle of my shoe fell off. So I know what it is not to have. And I made a decision that when I get to the point where I could have, I would treat myself so well. But oftentimes there is that judgment that says, oh no girl, mm -mm, don't share. Others will judge you. And if I feel that others will judge me, could it be because I am judging myself? When you have these conversations with yourself, do you use that quiet, gentle voice? Do you take the time to become still and to listen to that voice that is within you? Or do you scream and yell and shout and you're so rough with yourself? Are you conscious of the thoughts that you're thinking about yourself? When you look in the mirror, are you criticizing yourself? 
Are you saying that I'm so ugly? My nose is too big. My teeth are crooked. What? My hair is too nappy. What are you saying to yourself when you speak to yourself? Because if you're not using language that is loving to yourself, how would you be able to set the standards for others? How will you be able to block it when someone is coming at you using words or phrase or labels that you know are not in alignment with who you see yourself being? Or do you even have a vision? Do you speak to yourself in a loving way? Today, I'm inviting you and encouraging you to write yourself a letter, a love letter. Dear Nicole, I love you because you're beautiful. I love you because you're powerful. I love you because you're enough. I love you because you are necessary. I love you because you are needed. I love you because, because the world needs you. I love you because you're smart. Will you take a moment to have these conversations with yourself? Will you be conscious of the thoughts you're thinking and the words you're using and even the tone that you're using? It is time to unlearn some of those things. Sometimes you do something, oh, I'm so stupid. No, we want to change the language that we're using. So don't be upset if someone else calls you stupid when you have already called yourself stupid. You've laid the foundation. We must be willing to treat ourselves in the same way, the same manner, the same sacrifices that we make for others that you'd make for your bestie, the same way that you would show up for others when you are tired and exhausted, the same way when you overgive just to be accepted, embraced, and loved, we need to be able to take that same energy and move it into the space where it's just us. Are you willing to become aware this week of how you're showing up for you? Be aware of how you handle your soul. So we've spoken about the body. We've spoken about the mind. Let's talk about the soul. Be aware of how you handle your soul. Do you give yourself permission to ask what you need to know? I need to sip on that. When you do not keep commitments you make to yourself, are you understanding are you merciless who just don't cut yourself any slacks at all? Are you willing this week to give yourself some grace? There are some things that we said that we would have done this year that we kind of slipped on for whatever reason. Are you willing to use the same words, the same language, the same motivation, inspiration, encouragement that you would to a friend who call and say, girl, I fell off that diet again. Would you say, how could you? You wouldn't. You would say, never mind, sweetheart. You could try again. Is there anything that you, I could help you? I know you because I am you. Are you willing to examine the ways that you have fallen? The promises that you didn't keep to yourself and be your own motivator. Be your own rescue. Have these conversations with yourself. The same type of conversations you would have if your friend is saying to you, girl, I messed up again. I know I said I wouldn't call him, but I was so lonely. You'd say, honey, never mind. 
Can you give yourself the same amount of grace? Are you willing to do that for yourself? Can you just be your own BFF? Because you're teaching people how to treat you. And when you do for yourself what you're willing to do for others, you are filling your own cup. And in filling your cup, it gives you the ability to serve others in a way that is sexy, in a way that is juicy. Are you willing to do that for yourself? Are you willing to rest when you recognize that, damn, I've done too much. Ooh, I've given too much. Are you willing to say no to those things that you know mm -mm, not serving me at all? Not serving me because it's taking away from me. It's taking away from showing up for me. I had to learn that. I had to learn how to pull away, how to listen to my body, how to listen to my soul, how to be able to say no, how to be able to say yes. Even when I'm afraid, when I'm scared, but I recognize that when I say yes to this thing, it's only going to take me higher. And when I say no to this, it's removing from me those things that are no longer serving me. How are you doing on a soul level? Are you giving yourself grace? Or are you being so hard on yourself, beaten down on yourself? And what are you expecting the world to do? How are you expecting other people to treat you when you're doing that to yourself? Self-leaders, it is time. It is time to position yourself as the CEO of you. It is time to be selfish so you can be kind. It is time to love on you. It is time to connect with you your body, your mind, and your spirit. It is time to become one with you because a lot of us are walking around and we are separated from ourselves. If someone were to stop you and to ask you, who are you, my darling? You wouldn't be able to tell them. You don't know what your values are. You don't know what you would stand for. You don't know what your life purpose is. You don't even know why you're here. You're living your life by default and by the standards that other people have set for you because you have not taken the time to love on you and to connect with you on the three levels that you should be. The mind, the body, and the soul. So sometimes we're all dressed up and we're looking kind of good, fab but we're disconnected from ourselves because we were taught how to, because we were taught that you are here and the, uh, uh, you're here and the other person is here. And so we sacrifice that word sacrifice. It just doesn't sit well with me personally, because when I think about sacrifice, I think that there's a deficiency and I know that wherever I am, there is abundance. And so I don't have to sacrifice anything. I just have to be and stand in the truth of who I am, tapping into that source. 
Are you living a life that is so sacrificial that all that you're used to now is deficiency? All that you're used to is lack and limitation. Because you were taught that. When would you recognize that the world is such a better place because of you? Do not allow anyone or any circumstance to devalue you. At any moment in time, you have the opportunity to hit that reset button. Today, I am encouraging you to reset and declare that you are needed. You are necessary. You are important and that you are enough. And so when you see yourself as enough, the need to overgive and to please others become less. And the desire to serve self become more. Because when you tap into that enoughness, it becomes a multiplier. Are you multiplying and expanding and growing? Or are you operating on that sacrificial level? How are you treating yourself? What are the stories you're telling yourself about yourself? How are you showing up for yourself? Damn, don't get upset. If others are not showing up for you because you have taught them how to treat you. And so I'm saying this to you with lots of love and lots of passion because I see you. I am you. I used to be you. And we go together. Are you willing today to set the standards and to follow those standards so that others will fall in place and fall in line? And if they don't, you are sufficient enough because you are not living a sacrificial life to move on to the place and space where you can get the things that you desire and absolutely deserve. What will it take for you to be able to stand in that place and space? Okay. <sighs> How do you handle yourself in a crisis? Just become aware. Do you recognize that you were built to move through these things or do you fall apart? It is not necessary to do anything about it right now. However, as you grow into your awareness of how you treat yourself, you will probably become aware of the examples that you have set for others. You may realize that the time has come to set a new example. The time has come to sit down and to write the standards, right? Remember that as the CEO, you can rewrite that mission statement. You can rewrite those values and missions and all that anytime, anytime, anytime. Is it time to rewrite those standards for yourself? So you can be the example so that others will understand how you want to be treated, how you want to be embraced, how you want to be loved. Are you willing to do that? As we move into a new year. Now, you're not defined by the motion or the movement on a clock. You can do that today. And decide that this is how I'm moving going forward. I'm not even waiting until, 
January 1st to do this. Damn, Nicole, I'm doing this today. I'm going to become aware, awareness. You see, oftentimes we move into action without being aware. And so we repeat the Listen, don't get me started today. And so we repeat the same things that we've been doing over and over again. Because once again, we were not taught how to sit with self. But because you are the CEO of you and because you are practicing self-leadership, I know that you will take the time to become aware. This is what I'm doing. Ooh, this is how it feels. No, this is what I want. Awareness and acknowledge it. Now, you don't have to declare it to the world unless you want to. It's up to you. But just that knowledge, aware, become aware. When you become aware is when you start looking around and you, you start paying attention. Ooh, can we pay attention to ourselves? And it creates that level of awareness. Once you become aware of it, acknowledge it, call it for what it is. Own it so you can heal it. We're not putting a bandaid over it. We're owning it. So we can heal it and then decide how you want to move forward. Awareness, acknowledgement, decisions and choices because you were made for more. You were made to be more, do more, have more, give more. But damn, you got to define more. You got to define more. And the fact that you recognize there is more. It means that there is something that is missing. What is missing? Could it be how you're loving on you? Could it be the time that you take to take your bath? Could it be that you just need more time in the shower? So I'm going to share something with you real quick, real quick, real quick. I know that I needed to spend more time on my skincare. My face was doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And I switched my skincare line and I was talking to uh, Lisa. So Lisa, if you're watching and I said, oh, I don't need. It. And she said, Nicole, it only takes five minutes. And it hit me like a ton of brick. I'm like, you're not leading in the area of skincare, Nix. It's only. So I've just stepped up my game. I pulled out my Clarisonic. I'm doing so it doesn't have to be all this fancy stuff. But there are areas that you want to become aware of how you, I used to wash my face and I'm done. Like in two seconds, I'm no. So I spent time taking care of the skin now. Yeah. Level of awareness. What are you becoming aware of? So you can decide what does good look like? There's something that's missing right here. There is a void here, a space here, an opportunity here for more. You get to define what more is. Alrighty. So it is time to set a new example. So self-leaders, you may not have been aware of how unkind, mm, that hurts, impatient, mm -hmm, unsupportive, critical, angry, frustrated, and rough. You can be with yourself. This week, beginning today, we're going to become aware of how we treat ourselves and we want to remember, we want to remember that awareness is the first step towards change. Because when you become aware and you're able to create that plan 
and step into that life that you desire and absolutely deserve. When you become aware, it gives you an opportunity to acknowledge and to choose. And when you do, you are in fact settling for more. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Settle for More podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Wright, and I have designed this space for you. Yeah, you, the woman who is ready, ready to walk out on her fears, step into her dreams and shift her mindset from feeling not enough to taking action and becoming more than enough while settling for more, allowing her the opportunity to have more influence and more impact both personally and professionally and when that is done she becomes the CEO of her life and demonstrate nothing but self-leadership skills so welcome 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 you CEO it's been a while I know since I've connected with you and I know some of you must be wondering oh what happened to Nicole where did she go I've been here I've been busy uh on Instagram mainly uh, doing my little morning programs. I have my academy running as you may or may not know. So I'm still serving in community, uh, just serving in a different way. It is my hope to restart these podcasts because I recognize that I have so much to say. And I think with technology these days, there's so many ways to get that information out there. And this is one of them. So why not utilize it? I know with COVID uh, happening now, we're in the midst of a pandemic wave too. And I know that some of us probably are feeling discouraged. Some of us are not moving as we should in terms of taking action on our goals or dreams and the desires that we have. And I, I do believe that if you absolutely desire it, then you truly deserve it. And so I'm stopping by today to just give you some tips as to ways to motivate yourself to take action. I'm going to be talking about six specific steps that you can take immediately to start taking the required and inspired action to propel you into the future that you definitely can see or glimpse or feel for yourself. So what I do know is that taking action towards your dreams and goals is really one of the vital things that you need to do. So it's great to have the mindset, it's great to have the vision, but you must be willing to take action. And unfortunately, it's not always the case. And what I do know is that it's not always easy to stay consistent and to build momentum. However, taking action is is one of those important pieces of the puzzle along with our proper planning and the drive to succeed. Those that take actions are actually the ones that see results. So how do you motivate yourself to continue towards working towards your goal, especially when, you know, we're facing challenges or there may be things that we wanted to achieve and there are setbacks. And although some strategies will motivate you a little bit more than others, It is really good, uh, self-leaders, to experiment with several different ways of finding your motivation. So what feels good to you? And then when the chips are down, 
you can deepen right the action that you take and you can always depend on one of those strategies to get you back on track because it felt so good to you and there was resonance so i'm going to be sharing with you six uh techniques uh some may be you know applicable in really speaking to your soul some may not but guess what one of the things is that when you are a self-leader then you feel so empowered to make your own choices and so i'm going to leave that up to you so let's talk about the six things that you can do and the very first thing i'd like to suggest for you to do is to break your goals into smaller attainable steps and this is especially if you're working towards a bigger goal break it up into a series of small steps that you know you can achieve and after you've achieved each step then celebrate and reward yourself for a job well done so don't just be hopping from different task to task or you know you're taking one step and then another make sure that you're pausing to celebrate you're pausing to reflect sometimes you may need to reevaluate but most importantly as well is that you are rewarding yourself for a job well done with small steps you'll be more likely to stay on task because your rewards will come often right and who doesn't like a reward the second thing that i'd like to encourage you to do is to know your limits no one knows you but you and you know yourself best and only you can identify your personal limits if you move too slowly you will know deep down that you could be taking just a little bit more action however when you try to do too much what you risk is being burnt out and we don't want that either so it is your job to really sit and to do an assessment and figure out what i want to call the magic point where you can achieve success without a lot of stress and i want to look at that as being balanced right and when you're able to do that you will remain motivated to taking the required action steps that's necessary. The third thing I want to suggest to you is to remove your distractions. And there are some things that might be likely to distract you more than others and remove yourself from these situations when you know that you need to take action. So if you find that you're engaged or involved in a particular action and you know deep down that mm, this is really not contributing to the bigger goal this is a distraction be committed to removing yourself from situation when you know that you should be taking action so for example if you happen to be a social person perhaps you need to block time away from your friends and family during the time that you know that you have allotted to taking action right so you want to also look at you know if you're surfing the internet a lot if you're into video games a lot if you're into television or a lot when it's time to work maybe you need to physically remove yourself from that space that has any distraction the fourth tip is to ask for help when you need it A lot of us are so afraid to ask for help. But what I want to encourage you to do is don't be afraid to get help from others. There is only so much self-leaders 
that you can accomplish day by day all by yourself. Now, whilst I do believe that some things will require you to do it solo, not everything requires that. And so I want you to get into the habit of being open enough, being vulnerable enough to ask for help when you need it. And whilst it's true that there are some times when you're going to have to accomplish certain things on your own, but if there's any way at all that you recognize there's an opportunity that someone else can help or that you can probably delegate, don't be afraid to do that. Consider that possibility and be brave enough to ask them. And tip number five, find an activity that energizes you. Sometimes you'll find that there's a period in the day when you go into a slump. Maybe you have trouble starting your engine in the morning or perhaps the afternoon causes you to feel just a little bit sluggish. In these times, it is important, number one, to be able to acknowledge what's happening. Number two, to be able to identify when does it truly happen. And in these times, find activity to re-motivate and to energize you. One thing that can energize you is moving your body, right? So whether it be you have your own private dance party, you put your playlist on, you get up, you move or you walk, move your body or find something that energizes you. Because when you're moving your body, you really get your heart rate up and you are sending fresh oxygen to your brain which will start to get the engines turning again, right? If there's something inspirational that you want to pause and read, if you want to pause for a couple of minutes, maybe to watch a comedy, if cooking is your thing and you may want to break your day up to be cooking and then going back to what you need to do, you know that thing that energizes you, right? So in these times, find an activity that will really motivate you and keep you energized. The sixth thing that I wanted to share with you is to keep a tight schedule. We don't want to leave our success up to chance or hope that it will happen. We want to make sure that we have scheduled in the things that are required for us to do in order to be successful. So a good schedule and organization plan will keep you motivated and on track. In the beginning phases of planning your goals, be very specific when deciding what you need to do and when you need to do them. This way, when you complete a step, you won't have to spend time figuring out what you're supposed to do next because you have a plan that is clear and that it's easy for you to follow and to execute on your dream. So self-leaders, if you want to succeed, you can do it through purposeful action. Just think about what you've done to accomplish goals in the past, right? Sometimes it's always good to try and remember, "Mm, what did I do when I achieved that? How focused was I? You know, what, what time of day did I recognize that I was more productive? What were some of the things I had to remove from my life? Who did I ask for help? Did I participate in any activity that energized me, right? So look at what you've done in the past, right? Chances are you had a plan and you followed through on that plan. Now, it may not always be easier, but it's doable. And when you remain motivated, you'll reach whatever goal 
you set out to accomplish. So I hope that my six tips uh, are going to be helping you to really start taking action. If you recognize that, oh, I've hit a slump and I'm just going to run through them quickly because I am a facilitator and I want to make sure that if you missed anything, you can catch it. Now, number one, break your goals into small steps. Number two, know your limits. Number three, remove away any distractions. Number four, ask for the help that you need. Number five, find an activity that energizes you. And number six, keep a schedule. Alrighty. So thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. She is back, y'all. Alrighty. And remember, as you move out into the, the world this week, don't forget that you don't need validation. You don't need confirmation. You don't need permission or definition. Because in this moment, self-leaders, just as you are, you, you alone, you simply are just more than enough. In all you do, please settle for more. We'll talk soon, everyone.